0: Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. A couple years ago, I visited a church that has 10 minutes of open space built into the liturgy. And the idea of open space is that we all need a chance to listen to Jesus in our own creative way. And open space, by definition, is completely open, you can do whatever you want. You can draw, paint, write a poem, pray, be silent, drink coffee, journal. You can even dance in open space, which of course is precisely the option that I did not choose. (laughs) No, I use my open space to pray, and I was even given a question to pray in my open space with Jesus. God, what do you want me to accomplish in the coming year. That was the question that I brought to God in prayer. And a really cool thing happened. I heard a voice, an unmistakable word spoken directly to my spirit. God, what do you want me to accomplish? And do you know what God's answer was? Less. I want you to accomplish less. Now, at first, I thought God was talking about my lifestyle, about how I needed to slow down and say no and set boundaries and, you know, maybe be a little bit more spontaneous, that I needed to do less. But then it dawned on me that was not my question. I didn't ask God what he wanted me to do. I asked God what he wanted me to accomplish. And so, I began thinking about it, and I figured out that you and I only accomplish things that are hard or difficult. To accomplish something is to complete something that is hard to complete. Otherwise, it's not an accomplishment. And so, for example, I don't care how skilled you are at tying your shoes. That ceases to be an accomplishment after a certain age because a task only counts as an accomplishment if it is difficult. And so with that said, here is a thought that I want to offer for your consideration. Accomplishing something is great when it comes to our hobbies, to our work, to the personal goals that we set in our life. But when it comes to our spiritual life, or to our character, or really to that deep inner change that God longs to work in our heart, we can accomplish nothing by ourselves when it comes to the sins and the flaws and the inner defects that enslave us to throwing off the shackles of our anger or contempt or greed or hatred or selfishness, or even when it comes to dealing with those big societal sins like racism and neglect of the poor, when it comes to healing with a capital H, we can accomplish nothing. I'm not saying there's nothing we can do. I'm not saying we can't make the world a better place. I'm not saying we can't become a more kind and gentle person, but I am saying that when it comes to healing ourselves and healing our world, that there is very little we can accomplish on our own. So in today's gospel, Jesus takes Peter And James and John mountain climbing. And something really amazing happens when they get to the top. Jesus, upon praying, catches fire from within. His face and his clothes become dazzling white. And Moses and Elijah appear in glory to have a conversation with Jesus. And Luke even tells us what they were talking about. They were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Moses and Elijah are speaking to Jesus about his impending departure, whatever that means. But not only that, they speak of Jesus' departure like it's going to be a pretty great accomplishment. So one thing I want to note, is that the word departure is a really weak and embarrassing translation of the Greek. It would be like taking the Greek word for killer whale and translating it as goldfish. And so whenever you get home, I want you to find your Bible and find the passage we read today. Get a pen and cross out the word departure. You're allowed to do that. And in its place, write the word exodus. Elijah and Moses and Jesus were talking about the exodus that he would accomplish at Jerusalem. Now, I'm not just being nitpicky here. This is a distinction we have to make because the Old Testament revolves around the exodus that God accomplishes through Moses. And remember, the exodus is about being set free from slavery, The people of Israel were slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years until God parted the Red Sea, which made it possible for God's people to go to the promised land. If you have not read the Old Testament, so much of it in one way or another is all about the Exodus that either looks forward to it or describes it or looks back to it as a memory. And so if I had to summarize the Old Testament in a sentence, it really wouldn't be that hard. In the Old Testament, the exodus that God accomplishes through Moses is God's great accomplishment. Now, I know this might seem like a tangent, but I need you to stay with me because over time something happened. The prophets, they started speaking about a new exodus. A new exodus that God would accomplish in the future to set humanity free once and for all. You see, the prophets came to realize something pretty profound. Their problem was a lot bigger than they originally thought. The problem was not just slavery between people, but rather its root cause slavery within people. The real problem was the sins and the flaws and the inner defects that enslave humanity. In other words, whatever it is inside the human heart that even makes enslaving another human being a possibility, that was the problem. The shackles of Egypt was not the problem. It was the inner shackles the chains of anger and contempt and greed and hatred and jealousy this they said was humanity's real problem and it was a big problem far too hard for humanity to deal with on their own the cosmic forces of sin and death this was the real enemy and only a new exodus they said Could accomplish its defeat. Now, with that in mind, I want to go back to the mountaintop and to Jesus' conversation with Moses and Elijah. They were speaking of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Do you see what's happening in today's gospel? Moses and Elijah have come to tell Jesus that his mission, his purpose is to lead God's new exodus, that in Jerusalem, Jesus will accomplish what the old covenant was powerless to do. Like Moses before him, Jesus would be the one to set God's people free. Moses set them free from the shackles of Egypt But Jesus will set them free from the shackles of sin, from the shackles of death. And that, they said, as they talked on that mountain, would be God's greatest accomplishment. The Red Sea of sin, the Red Sea of death would be split by Jesus's cross. And Jesus would lead God's people through to the promised land. And so with that said, I want to go back to where this reflection began with God potentially calling us to accomplish less. As we journey towards Lent, which begins on Wednesday, what God would have us realize, I think, the heart of our Christian faith is that through Jesus, God has already accomplished everything, and that's what the new exodus is all about, the defeat of sin and death through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And unlike the first exodus, which is really a weak shadow of the new one, God's new exodus is the final exodus. It is God's greatest accomplishment, and it is the heart of our Christian hope. And so here is your homework for the week and I'm taking it right out of today's gospel, the words that God speaks to the disciples through the cloud. This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. That's your homework. Listen to Jesus. If you accomplish nothing else in your life other than learning to Hear Jesus' voice and listen. If you do nothing but this, your life will be a wild success. I know it's counterintuitive, but don't worry too much about your anger or your greed or your selfishness or your anxiety or your depression or whatever else it is inside that you find yourself powerless to kick. Let Jesus worry about that. He is, after all, the one leading God's new exodus. It is not our job to worry. Our job is always to listen. To put it a little differently, following Jesus is not about accomplishing anything at all. Following Jesus is about following Jesus and about letting Jesus accomplish transformation in our life, and in our world as we listen and learn to obey. But what that means, practically speaking, is that you and I have to create some open space in our life to listen. Open space to bathe in Scripture. Open space to wait in silence. Open space to listen to Jesus so that God can accomplish what God wills to accomplish in each and every one of our lives. Amen.